And welcome into this edition of Gator Bites on the 1010XL.com podcast network. Also being simulcast on the Florida Gator 1010XL Facebook page. Today's Gator podcast is brought to you by Southeast Orthopedic Specialist. They're Northeast Florida's leading orthopedic center, providing an unparalleled level of care across numerous locations in both Jacksonville and St. Augustine. That includes Riverside, Northside, the Southside, the Beaches, Fleming Island, and St. John's. He is Denny Thompson. I'm the hacker Ryan Green, a 42 nothing beating of Vanderbilt. The Gators now 4-2 and two on the year. And Denny, nothing, says Florida LSU, like a noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central kick out on the bayou. I was talking to some fellows at the station here earlier today. Florida LSU is in three days. It just doesn't really seem like Florida LSU week because both teams are not up to their – Certain standards. Put it this way: Last night, I was telling Angie. She, you know, each night we reviewed our family schedule. I was like, oh, I got you know Gator Bice, and I got this, and then we've got a different show at one o'clock, and all that kind of stuff. And she's like, Oh, who's Florida playing this week? I was like, Ah, <laughs> oh. yeah. I was like, Wait, is it their bye week? And it took me five minutes. I'm like, Oh no, it's LSU. It's just not a very exciting game. I mean, it will be. It will be. Let me rephrase that. It's not a headline game, but it will be an exciting game. Uh, it may be when or there's changes for LSU. Orgeron is clearly in trouble. Their backs are against the wall. Maybe they'll they'll rally around for him. For Florida, it's a game you should win. LSU's got tons of injuries. We'll get into that in a moment, and we'll break down that game. I don't really want to review Vanderbilt because what are we going to review about Vanderbilt? They're one of the worst SEC teams in recent memory. The one thing I will say... And the one thing that has gotten some conversation, Mike Bianchi of the Orlando Sentinel wrote an article about it. Other Gator fans have personally texted me or tweeted me about it. And that's Emory Jones getting a overwhelming majority of the quarterback snaps and a healthy Anthony Richardson, it appears, not getting in there very often. And the whole idea of the transfer portal. And I really didn't even think about that, Denny, until Bianchi read that article in the Sentinel and then I think it's really picked up steam since that moment. And again, you're in a unique position because you know Anthony, you've worked with Anthony, you've trained Anthony. So go as much behind the curtain as you want or or not at all. I mean, yeah, that, that is going to be B. Okay. But uh, <laughs> is there – what's your overall thought on the, the topic out there Listen, strictly, of Anthony Richardson in the portal? Strictly my opinion. Yes. None of the conversations that Ant and I have had. Um, they got to figure this out. It, it, it's to the point now to where it's weird. It's just weird. Why is he not playing? Well, that's what they got to figure out. I don't know. Nobody knows. I, I have no clue why he's not playing more. And what's happened now is now you get, when he gets out there, you, you don't get Anthony Richardson. You get a confused, like, the hell's going on? Okay, why am I in here now? Type of, of, of reaction. At least that's the sense I get when I'm watching him. Is he 100% healthy in your opinion? Is there any issue? I mean, I've been told. That's what people tell me. Because the only thing I can think of is maybe they're still with with concerned about you, the hamstring. With the hamstring, if you're playing that minimally, you wouldn't play him at all if he wasn't yeah, healthy. That's true. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's just it's weird. He needs reps. He's – okay, let's just say it. They don't want a quarterback competition. And they saw what he did the first couple of weeks – and while Emory's having a very good year, there's times where it looks a little clunky. Um, I, that's my personal opinion that that's what it is. And I think it's 
a shame because you're 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 neglecting him of development time. You're neglecting him of leading an entire scoring drive and then coming off the field and having to do it again. You're neglecting him of that type of development of of playing the quarterback position throughout the course of a quarter. Okay, if you're not going to give him a whole game, fine. I understand that Emory's your guy. But give him a quarter. Give him two quarters. Give 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 him a half. Come give let him come out of halftime. Let him get some rhythm. Let him develop some chemistry. All that. Well, even the out of halftime thing is a big thing. And coaches make this a big deal. What do you look like coming out of halftime? Okay, put keep him in with the first team. Let him come in out of halftime. Like it's just stupid things like that. I I, I don't I don't understand it at all. You say they don't want a quarterback competition. In your I, opinion, that's my assumption. Right, yeah, your assumption. Um, and you've been a head coach of the high school game. You've worked with. High school, college, NFL quarterbacks. I mean, you're around coaches a lot. Why? Why do you say that? Why would they not want a competition? Because Emory's playing pretty well. I mean, I think there's. I don't disagree with that way of thinking. Emory's playing well, um. So it, it's like it, Anthony would have to be that much better to even warrant a competition. I don't disagree with that. There's a lot that goes into a fan base into a locker room, into all that kind of stuff if you have a perceived quarterback competition. But you can get the future of your franchise reps yeah. without there being a quarterback competition. There's got to be a midway. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's I hate it personally on a personal level. I hate it because the Anthony that I see going to the game is not the Anthony that I saw the first couple of weeks, which is the real Anthony. Right. And so my concern is, are you beating this kid down now? <clears throat> are, are, is he even like, I don't know. It, it it's just a it's a weird thing, and I, and I have the same concern about other guys across the country that we train. Um, exact same concern. So it's it's not a it's not an isolated thing. It's just Anthony is a dude that can what's the word I'm looking for unite a fan base in a way that probably isn't the best thing for the team six weeks into the season. You know, this is just you and I talking. No, but- it's not. <laughs> it's not. Graham's here. That's true. And there's, and a, there's an iPad right there, and then I see some stuff <laughs> recording over there, so yes. it's not. So but a lot of people are listening to our conversation. But again, I'm not asking anybody else's opinion but yours about this. It is it is odd the way they're handling this. They have to know that the transfer portal is going to come up in conversation, right? They're not just... Um, you have to know that that's going to become an issue if you do not play Anthony Richardson. Uh, I don't know. I, I and I don't. I I don't know. That's a weird thing for me to even beat around the bush. Here, here's, I put it this way: is you have to establish soon what your situation is for next year. Mm-hmm. That that's that's what the transfer portal is about. People, the the transfer portal is not about, in most cases. The here and now, and I'm a. There's a lot of people that's going to hate what I say here, but because they're college football fans, college football has never been more of a farm league for the NFL than it is right now, never. And so Saturdays are about Sundays for your really good players. Saturdays, the decision of where I go on Saturdays, what, how I, if I stay on Saturday, it's all about Sunday. Mm-hmm. How do I get to Sunday? If they're smart. And so it's it's you don't get to Sunday your second year. You can't legally do that. But your third, fourth year, like, are you the guy in the best program with the best fit for you? Um, are you being, you know, developed that way, all that kind of stuff? 
And my personal opinion is like undoubtedly yes. If 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 Anthony is the guy moving forward, then the transfer portal, again, my personal opinion, uh, doesn't doesn't need to be a thing for him. I have other guys that I work with that maybe it does, um, but for him it, it it doesn't. Like if he's going to be the face of Florida football next year, and then my my belief is he puts one good year and the NFL is me drilling over him. Now, I know how badly he wants his degree, so I don't know if he's on a three-year program, four-year program. I don't know all that, but certainly two good years, right? So if you're going to have those two years, then where would you go that's any better than, than Dan Mullen in Florida uh, to do that at? It's my personal belief. Well, the odd thing is Emory Jones has been at Gainesville forever, seemingly. Still has time. Man. But he is, still has time. I mean, he was a very – there's a better chance to nod that he's the quarterback at Florida next year, correct? Well, that's a conversation that they're going to have to have. So so I think what's going to have to happen is when the season ends, shortly after the season ends, is there's going to have to be a conversation as a coaching staff of which guy, and we're gonna, we can say it's competition all we want to in the media, but each guy is going to want to know where they stand before they get to the winter semester, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that's going to have to be a conversation that, that the coaches have and that, that they have with the guys. It, it happens everywhere. It's going to have to happen at Florida, too. Today's Gator Bites podcast is brought to you by Southeast Orthopedic Specialist. For the highest quality care, you can rely on Southeast Orthopedic Specialist for any orthopedic injury or concern. You can log on to their website by going to se-ortho.com, and you can listen. For Southeast Orthopedic Specialist, the good doctor, Kevin Murphy, on Thursday mornings in the 7 o'clock hour with Jeff and Dan right here on 1010XL for his weekly analysis of injuries in sports. To Dan Mullen for a moment. Mullen got criticized after the Kentucky loss, the way the game was played, the penalties, the smiling going up to Mark Stoops after the game. Gator fans were mad at Mullen for a lot of different things Gator after Kentucky. Gator fans have been mad at Mullen for two years. Agreed. But... Last week, going into the halftime locker room, Florida's up 21 nothing. I didn't think they played bad. <laughs> Mullen gets asked, how have your quarterbacks, both Emory and Anthony, played? Uh, do they, what do they need to do in the second half? His exact response, play better. SEC Network commentator said, all right. Uh, what about your defense, coach? How's your defense performing? Awful. All right. Head on into the locker room. Dan Mullen obviously was different last week than we've seen him this entire year. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't I don't mind it at all. I, I mean I think that's the approach. He knows the temperature of his team and he knows that people are going to report on what he says and he knows that anytime a camera's in front of him, he's not just talking to all of us, he's talking to his team. And he's putting out a vibe of what this team needs to hear and that's what he felt like he need, they need to hear. And listen, they've got LSU and Georgia coming up and he needs them to be a certain type of way I look at Kirby Smart this past week I was watching the Auburn Georgia game um, and you know Georgia gives up an insignificant 10 yard dig and it was like one of the first positive plays that Auburn had and Kirby absolutely lost his mind Mm -hmm. on the kid that gave it up and you know I I was (laughs) talking to some people at Georgia over the past week and they're like man Kirby's never been like this Kirby is like Kirby is every single day wound so tight because he knows what he has there and and I just I think that these coaches just know what their team needs to hear and the overall um personality that they need to have out of their coach 
You know what I mean? Like that that's the thing that I think more than than anything um is, is happening right now in Gainesville. And and they're not listen, the defense did not play well the first half. No, they were on the field a lot. They gave up a lot of third downs. Now Vandy didn't score, and I think that might be somewhat misleading because I agree. I mean the defense was on the field for like forty or fifty plays in the first half. Yeah, I mean it was not it wasn't a pretty first half of football by any stretch. But it's not like it was concerning. It was Vandy. Just like all of us as fans would rather watch Florida Georgia than Florida Vandy, they'd rather play in Florida Georgia than Florida Vandy. Right? So I think that's an opportunity to – you're setting your mind right as a coach. When you're walking into that locker room at halftime, you, you know what you're going to say, but more importantly, how you're going to say it. And so when they do those interviews, that's that coach getting ready. It's usually a direct reflection of what the locker room's about to hear. And, and it's you know these aren't actors; they can't get in and out of character like that. So it's it's I wouldn't read that much into it. Just like I wouldn't read into him smiling when he's going to shake Mark Stoops' hand. The interesting thing this week: they're back on the road for the first time since the Kentucky debacle. They had eight false starts. Now it's a noon Eastern, eleven a.m. Central kick out on the Bayou in Baton Rouge against LSU. So I don't think it's certainly going to be any uh, tough environment like a nighttime game there would be. But it will be curious to see Emory Jones, the offensive line, the offense as a whole, if they've corrected the issues in Lexington when they head to Baton Rouge on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see what their corrections are. Not just have they, but what what do they do differently? I think it'll be a little louder than what most – I mean, it's not going to be that many decibels down from Kentucky, um, even though they're not very good and it is a noon kick. Just the way that st- stadium's built is straight up and down. Yeah. Um, it's it's a loud place. You're in the upper deck. You're on top of the field, basically. Right, right, right. It's a loud place, so they, they better come in with a plan. Yeah. Uh, look, we'll get to Florida LSU in just a moment. Actually, before this, uh, Orgeron, LSU's backs are against the wall, clearly. Is that just us in the media talking, or is this a rally around Coach O type thing? If they lose to Florida, there is a legitimate conversation that Orgeron may not last the season. Yeah, I think if they could have rallied, they would have already done it. I, I would have, too. Yeah, I, I think it's... I think when we say that, we assume that you know these teams are good enough to flip a switch, and that the coach is the whole problem. Well, LSU's got a lot of injury problems. They do. That's too. what I'm saying. Like yeah. I, I just don't think I don't know that they're good enough to just go. All right, we want to win for Eddie O. And if they are, then that always brings up questions of, well, why didn't you do this before? Right. You know. So I I, I don't I don't know how this game's going to go. I have no clue. Um, but you know, LSU's got a lot of athletes. They recruit really well. If it's just like last year, if you let them stay in the game, you're in for a battle. Today's Gator Bites podcast is brought to you by Southeast Orthopedic Specialist, the Northeast Florida's leading orthopedic center, providing an unparalleled level of care across numerous locations in both Jacksonville and St. Augustine. That includes Riverside, Northside, the South Side, the beaches, Fleming Island, and St. John's. Let's take a look at the SEC slate this week. All 14 teams in action. Uh, seven different games. We'll skip a couple of them because I don't really think people care about Vandy and South Carolina. What a humdinger that's going to be. Auburn goes to Arkansas. Boy, Arkansas. That'll Arkansas in this game, candidate for game of the year. You wonder how both teams respond coming off pretty big losses, Auburn to Georgia and Arkansas to Ole Miss. I think they both respond fine. I think they both know kind of where they're at. They're both in, you know, one's got a first-year coach. The other one's got a second-year coach who's overachieving. Um, I think they're both in good places um, mentally and as a team. They both have something to sell to their guys. Um, theoretically, that West is wild right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so Arkansas with two losses is still 
kind of in it, right? So, I mean, I, I think there's a lot you can sell, but more than that, I think, you know, if you look at Arkansas, uh, your biggest question mark coming into the season has been answered emphatically with that offense and with K.J. Jefferson. And so I think they're going to have a lot of confidence. You want to talk about a place that's fun to play when they're good is that's Fayetteville. Yeah. And 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 so it's going to be crazy up there. And this will be their first home game. They lost back-to-back on the road. Yeah, I think I, I think it'll be a great atmosphere. I think it'll be a fantastic game. I like what Brian Harson's doing. They were just completely outmanned against Georgia, stuck around as long as they could, but eventually – you know, that Georgia talent just got them. Nothing says SEC football like Texas A&M traveling to Missouri. <laughs> the thing about that is, though, look, I don't care about Missouri. They're really bad. They're not living up to expectations. You wonder where A&M is right now. If they could have just beaten Mike Leach in Mississippi State, they would control their own destiny for the West now. They still do not, but obviously a huge win over Alabama. You would think A&M would respond by going to Missouri and winning. Boy, if they don't, though, what a buzzkill that would be. Man, listen, that was a physical football game they played against Alabama. It was a draining football game. It was an up-and-down football game. There, the, the hangover effect is real in football. The good thing for them is they have a team that they can probably be hungover and come out at halftime and be fine. Um, but I, I wouldn't expect to see anything spectacular from A&M. Um, on this at any level, I, I actually think this will be a, you know a good game at halftime. Yeah, I think A and M wins that one by uh, two touchdowns plus. All right, let's go rapid fire here. Alabama goes to Starkville. <laughs> you probably hate to be Mississippi State this week getting I, Alabama. No, I don't. No, no. I, 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 in fact, I think this is a a great opportunity for Mississippi State. Do you? Yeah, I mean Alabama showed a, a, against Florida and against Texas A&M showed the same thing. The exact same thing is. If you can give your quarterback any time at all, he can pick you. They can be picked apart, and and Mississippi State does that. That's what they do. So I, I mean, I, do I think Alabama's going to win? Yes, but it would not shock me at all if Mississippi State didn't take this deep into the fourth. It'll be crazy in Starkville on Saturday night, no question. Three games left. Boy, I think this one's just going to be fun. Lane Kiffin returns to Knoxville as Ole Miss goes to Tennessee. They're sold out. Over 100,000 will be in Neyland. Tennessee's a team, look, after they lost to Florida, they've been scoring a gazillion points. Yeah, Heupel's got them rolling up there. Ole Miss, obviously, is very good as well. That'll be a shootout on Saturday night. Yeah, what's the over-under on that? Oh, I don't even know. I, mean, I, I can't even imagine I mean, what it is. It's got to be 80, right? Yeah. It has to be 80, and I'm not sure. I still wouldn't take the over on that. Um, it'll be a fun game to watch. It may last forever. It may be a five-hour game. Kevin, get the business from the Tennessee fans. It was I'm only sure one does. year. It I mean, was I'm a while sure he, ago. I'm sure he does, but I don't think he cares. Probably not. I mean, it's he's f- been getting paid since he left there. It's his first time back in Neyland since he left him after only one year. The SEC East Championship game. Florida fans, you don't like to hear that, but it is Kentucky at Georgia. Kentucky's going to learn what it's like to be on the road in the SEC. They won at home against Florida. They won at home against LSU. They're not going to be at home on Saturday. Was this 3.30? Yeah. Georgia's going to beat the hell out of them. <laughs> Georgia's going to beat them unconscious. Um, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think Kentucky has any chance in this game. I, I think it, the matchup favors Georgia. Um, if this game was in Lexington? Still say the same, same thing. Same I, I thing? I think Georgia's so good defensively. And I don't know where Kentucky's offense is going to come from. Like I've, I've, I, and we'll get to this, but you break down Florida, Georgia, and you can start to say ways that Florida can generate offense against Georgia, right? 
Um, I can't even fathom how that happens. You're not going to hand the ball off to Rodriguez uh, 20 times against Georgia. If you do, the kid may be done for the year. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't know how they can do that. Georgia's found something, you know, offensively with their run game and the way they're using formations and shifts and things like that. Um, I, I, I don't know what the line is on this, but I think Georgia wins this by 20. And then finally, Florida at LSU, noon there at Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge. I like the Gators to win. I think LSU uh, is bad. I think LSU is injured and bad. And I think there's still some sour taste in a lot of Gator players' mouths uh, from the Marco Wilson shoe incident. Uh, last December, I think Florida, I don't think it's a blowout because I don't think you blow out LSU in Baton Rouge, but I think Florida wins the game 10 to 14 points, something along those lines. Yeah, I would tend to agree. I I, I think it has a chance to be a blowout. I think um, you know Florida's run game gives us a chance for them to completely control this game. I don't think LSU's offense is very good, right? So Florida's defense is playing fairly well and has been all year. I think if, if Florida can get that run game going the way that Mullen likes to have it going, um, I, I think this has got a chance. But I, but the crazy thing is, I say that, and and it's not like I'm giving LSU no chance. Right. No, I think LSU's got a chance. Yeah. I think it's a you know it's a nail biter. Maybe midway through the fourth quarter, yeah. maybe Florida adds a touchdown to put it away. Well, if it's that, if it's that, I think LSU wins. Do you? Yeah. If it, if if Florida doesn't come out of halftime up by ten. I think LSU may win the game. It'd be a big one for Coach O. He certainly needs it out there in Baton Rouge. That is Denny Thompson. You get him all over the 1010XL airwaves, including every Thursday with us on XL Primetime. I'm the hacker, Ryan Green. After LSU, a bye week. Next week's kind of a deep breath. Seven games in, five to go. Hard to believe that after LSU, the next time Florida steps on the field, it'll be the cocktail party Mm -hmm. here in Jacksonville. That might not be a lot of fun. For the Gators this year, we'll have to see how sure it goes. It sure, it will. It'll be fun leading into the game. Sure, it will. It'll Once the game's fun, kicked I think off, that, that'll be a very fun. I think it'll be a blast of a game. Okay, well, good. Yeah. We'll talk about that next week on Gator Bites, 1010XL.com, and the Florida Gator 1010XL Facebook page.